to Inside Gaming Daily for Thursday. It's the day after Christmas. We always say this every Thursday. We don't have a thing for Thursday, even though I think that is our thing for Thursday now. But I just want to show everyone that I blotted my face uh, three times in the past 15 minutes. I don't know what's going on. You can sell those for a lot of Does money. Does anyone want to buy my oil? <laughs> I don't want your gamer oil. You want my gamer girl oil? Wait, Brian, here, don't feel left out. Yeah, he's looking a little <laughs> I don't consent to this. The games industry in 2019 has had some pretty significant hiccups. Hiccups, huh? That's a polite way of putting it. That's a very polite way of putting it. Yeah, it's actually been a pretty dumb year for a lot of publishers with back-to-back -back PR mistakes or otherwise just huge slews of technical issues. Sometimes you gotta admit that your game just is not ready to be released. I don't think anyone will ever admit that ever. We have a lot less advice for marketing or PR teams who've made some decisions that we can't even begin to rationalize, but we'll get to those. Here are our picks for the top four biggest games industry fails of 2019. From bad to, oh boy, we need a public apology for that. And then we need a public apology for how bad your first public <laughs> apology was. Number four, Anthem. Do we need to explain that one at all? No. All right, let's move on. Number three, WWE 2K20. If you haven't already heard, it was a buggy nightmare and we have the clips to show it, right, Brian? Oh yeah, there were so many clips when this game came out. There were wrestlers who just sort of randomly convulsed like they were in pain, even though no one was actually hitting them. It was very weird. That's called overselling in the wrestling business. <laughs> then there were bits where characters would just sort of repeatedly appear on screen with weird, seemingly never-ending chain of Xavier Woods. Oh, that's a Dream right there. Hot. Just kidding, I'm not attracted to Xavier Woods. Not that he's not attractive. All right, I'm not trying to start. I don't know who the hell that is. Did he design the Cabbage Patch dolls? He's like a gamer wrestler, dude. Makes a cabbage patch doll If that isn't enough, there are wrestlers getting their whole asses slammed into steps <laughs> that would then sink into the floor below them and disappear, totally normal. And then someone would get caught on the ropes and then the ropes would lose their minds, looked like they were getting electrocuted. Oh, God. Sick, get these theatrics out of the ring. <laughs> I want pure sport. We also got to see wrestlers zooming around in circles for no reason, rolling in one place while a match was still going on or just outright having a seizure-inducing brawl outside the ring. Hair was also an issue. Some wrestlers had hair that floated behind their bodies, others had glitching pigtails, or a load of extra hair, or hair that was blowing in the breeze even when all the car windows were rolled up. Play the clip of the car windows rolled up, hair blowing around with the uh, flute in the background. How are they supposed to hotbox like that? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> this is the most entertaining that WWE has been in years. They should just have this on the main Monday Night Raw show. On one time, it looked like some referees were having intercourse with wrestlers during a match. It was like very strange intercourse too. She was like doing a bridge. He was like putting his dick in her armpit. Like, I don't know what was going on. It was crazy. Do doing the Tommy Wiseau position where I'm oh, like God. banging your belly button. Ugh. Hey, look, we don't need to detail all of it because that would take 10 minutes and one second, which jokes about the YouTube algorithm. There were also major issues with the character creation screens and character models in general. Plus, the game probably looked worse than previous franchise games did. Yeah, John Cena definitely looks a lot better in 2K15 than in 2K20, but in fairness, you know, we all look better five years ago, we made this exact joke well, in our look, old WWE video. I did not video. look better five years ago. I looked like a little, <laughs> little anime boy. I was pretty hot five years ago. This giant mesh sparked the hashtag FixWWE2K20. Really rolls off the tongue. The game's publisher 2K thankfully did end up responding. What'd they say, Brian? He said, we are listening closely to the feedback that's been shared regarding WWE2K20 and are aware of the concerns some players are reporting. They went on to say, we're working hard to investigate these concerns and address them as necessary. We expect to have an initial patch ready in the next two weeks. This was a while back. I'm sure they patched some of it by now, but there's been issues still. Right, you just got so like 
sad and professional sounding. I feel bad. People paid 60 bucks for this crap. But it was all too late. WWE 2K20 was flooded with bad reviews, stirred up even more controversy when some stores refused to give refunds for it, and apparently even months later is still buggy as hell. New glitches are still being discovered with invisible characters issuing body slams. Oh, it's wild out there, man. Ghost slams. Of course, games are hard to make. We're not knocking the development teams or suggesting they don't work hard, just, you know. Sometimes you gotta delay stuff when it's not ready to come out. Uh, it's not fair to charge people $6 for something that's barely functional, 2K. Sometimes you just gotta admit, this thing looks like trash. Also, some people do suck at their jobs. I mean, maybe they just had a crappy development team. I think we should knock them a little bit. Yeah, it is our, right. it's our uh, duty as American citizens, as long as we're not serving in the military, to just tell some people a game that's booty. All right, let's jump into number two on our prestigious list that everyone definitely wants to be on. Autumn, what we got on next in the chamber? Oh, we got that good old Fallout 76. Kind of always a complete disaster. People didn't like it before they'd even played it because it didn't feel like their Fallout. Not Country my Fallout. roads take me home. So Bethesda spent the last 12 months somehow making people feel even more mad about Fallout 76, which, wow. <laughs> that might be the most impressive thing that's happened on this entire list. I, I genuinely don't know how they did it. So it came out a year ago and at the time was ridiculed for bugs and glitches, as well as issues with NPCs, game saves disappearing, rendering problems, floating buildings, and canvas bags. Ooh, who can forget about that controversy? And there was also that thing where they leaked customers' details accidentally. Oops. Whoops. <laughs> and we've all been there. There's a lot to say and basically none of it's good. Despite all that, which again isn't even all of it, a very dedicated community has really clung to Fallout 76, right, Brian? Yeah, they tried to squeeze as much fun as they possibly could out of the games, because they paid, they invested in it, so they're oh. gonna try to have fun with it. And so, but Bethesda responded to their loyalty by asking them for more money, like oh, you do. Yeah. Bless their hearts. Can we get the roll the flute version of Country Roads? Now, a blog post in October, Bethesda announced a new program called Fallout First, which they called a premium membership that offers something players have been asking for since before launch. Better game. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, private worlds for you and your select friends. But that really turned out exactly as they planned it, huh, Brian? That's right, Vault Dwellers. You and seven friends can pay to have a whole irradiated buggy world to yourself. Just like you've always wanted an MMORPG with no players in it. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that is kind of my dream. So, like, what is it? You just get the world, though, or did they include anything else with that uh, premium service? Oh, Zach, you get some new gear, including a scrap box for unlimited storage, which was a highly requested feature that Bethesda previously said would be too difficult to make. But apparently, when you pay for it, they can make it. Obviously, the hardcore fans have been requesting this feature are rightfully infuriated, and that's not even getting to the cost. Autumn, can you please do the honors? Uh, yeah, it costs. $100 a year. Oh my God, $12.99 a month. But if you pay monthly rather than going for the annual subscription, it's even more expensive. Um, no, that's way too much money to ask for a broken game. I mean, seriously, that's more expensive than Xbox Game Pass, which you can use to play The Outer Worlds for free instead. Thanks, Obsidian. We really miss you in the Fallout universe. There's another layer to this mess, though, right, Brian? Yeah, it obviously didn't go down well with players that they were having to pay for a game that they'd already invested a lot in and spent a lot of time supporting. But what's worse is it seems like some features that were supposed to be free are now locked behind that paywall that is Fallout first. People pointed out to a quote that Bethesda VP Pete Hines made last year about the game where he said, there's always going to be new content, changes in game balance, whatever it takes. And by the way, it's all free after launch. All our content. There's no season pass and no paid DLCs. Yeah, about that. What happened? <laughs> they also delayed their biggest free update to the game titled Wastelanders, which would bring NPCs into the fold. Just back to back, a complete mess of a launch for Fallout 76. I mean, man, it is such a bold move to burn a small, dedicated player base when everyone else already hates your f 
game. <laughs> it's like, fuck you for sticking around. Yeah, the Fallout 76 Reddit community used to adamantly defend the game from people who had valid criticisms against the bugs and lack of NPCs and, you know, whatever else, but it's kind of hard to defend Bethesda now. Basically, you're never going to get away with charging players $60 to buy a game and then asking for a subscription on top of that. It is so anti-consumer. It hurts. And we at Inside Gaming do not stand for it. No. I like how they were also bullying players who bought Fallout first. <laughs> yeah, you look you love this, don't you? You bought our game, and it's like, yeah, please, more. There's honestly just so much more to be said about Fallout 76, but we'll spare them the roast just so we can move on to some more tasty meat. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry now. Yeah, Blizzard and the Hearthstone fiasco. Oh man, yeah, this one was a doozy. A bit more about world politics than it is about Hearthstone itself, but it's still a real eye-opener regarding the entire industry. Spoilers, the gaming industry is largely owned by China. Well, they don't say. Well, they've been so good at hiding it until recently. If you still don't know who Tencent is, please look the up quickly, make sure you're using a VPN and they can't find you. Yeah, but back to Hearthstone specific fiasco politics done caused a censorship in games. It finally happened. Well, it's never happened before. Brian, nope. tell us a little bit more about this. So most of you probably know about this one, but basically during a stream of the Hearthstone Grandmasters competition, the Hong Kong player Chung Blitzchung Nguai appeared on an official Taiwanese stream for the game. He was in a gas mask, which was similar to what protesters have been wearing. And at one point he removed it and said, liberate Hong Kong revolution of our age. The two casters who were casting the event quickly ducked under their desk and the stream cut away to an ad break. Oh God, mm. what a mess. I uh, suddenly want a car. I love that that's just like the thought that that will, that will do. It's like Brian starts spewing racist shit and we both just like, Blizzard maybe a little unexpectedly didn't take kindly to this. They initially stripped Blitzchung of his prize money for the season and he was banned from Grandmaster's play for a full year. Blizzard also said they wouldn't work with the two casters anymore, even though they didn't say a word. Brian, uh, what else did Blizzard say? Yeah, so in a statement, they cited an internal rule that said players can't engage in any act that in Blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image. So see, this is what happens when you let companies write the rules for themselves. They can censor the shit out of you, and that's what happened right here. Blizzard can basically shut you up for any reason whenever they want because it's such a broad rule. You can argue that pretty much any statement can offend a portion or a group of the public. And I can tell you that I think cereal sucks, and someone will be upset. How f***ing dare you? I don't you. think that. Blizzard also added that Grandmasters is the highest tier of Hearthstone esports and we take tournament rule violations very seriously. After investigation, we are taking the necessary actions to prevent similar incidents from happening in the future. As a result of all this blowing up in all their faces, people have been boycotting Blizzard. Surprise, there were protests at BlizzCon and the company was even condemned by both Republican and Democratic senators for the decision. As a response, Blizzard did return Blitzchung's prize money and cut his suspension, but amid sounding apologetic to the West, they said some really contradictory things to China and just thought we wouldn't find out or uh, yeah. care, I don't know. Brian, what's the scoop on this mess? Yeah, an official Blizzard account run by the company's Chinese publishing partner, NetEase, had a much different statement on the Chinese social media platform Weibo. That statement expressed Blizzard's strong indignation of the protest and said it would protect China's national dignity. <laughs> give me a Y, give me an I, give me a K-E-S. None of these hand signals translated <laughs> to those letters. It's like they took 100 giant steps back, one tiny step forward, and then five more back for good measure. Still glad Blitzchung got his money though, yeah. just for what it's worth. So the BlizzCon rolls around and Blizzard President Jay Allen Brack, or Jab, Jab. 
gives an emotional apology for Blizzard's response to what he called a tough Hearthstone esports moment. I really feel for the guy. Uh, oh, despite his promises to do better, he said later in an interview that they have no plans to reverse the suspension of Blitzchung for making pro Hong Kong statements after a tournament. Despite Brack's contrition, Blizzard seemed to be sticking to its guns and hoping that a bunch of new games would shift attention away from a very messy PR situation that it itself created. Yeah, what did he say in his apology? He said, along with some big crocodile tears, we moved too quickly in our decision making and then to make matters worse, we were too slow to talk with all of you. We didn't live up to the high standards that we set for ourselves. Of <laughs> <laughs> great impression. All right, yeah, keep reading the, the quote and keep doing the bit. We will do better going forward and said they were committing to letting people express themselves at BlizzCon, which is fine, but like they upheld the suspension so it doesn't mean sh also, P.S. Hearthstone as a game, I played it for years. It has the worst, most toxic community. Clean that up before you like start banning people for defending human rights. A fantasy card game has a very toxic community. Believe it or not, a free-to-play mobile game doesn't attract the nicest people. <laughs> Definitely better than nothing. And a hell of a note to start your convention out on, but it also seemed like he was apologizing for the way they handled Blitzchung's suspension and not actually for the suspension itself. He's still suspended and people see right through it. So, you know, you can tell people to come to your convention dressed as like like hot roadhog but you know that's still not hot gonna make gay hot gay roadhog <laughs> surprise they're still gonna see straight through it so yeah you know. i will play devil's advocate here because lawrence always did it in these stories and i feel like oh are you taking up the mantle of corporate apologist I, by all means please let me get out of frame Go I'm, ahead. I'm a woman so i'm the most protected in this situation if they make an allowance for one thing one political thing then it kind of leads into a slippery slope with them having to make an allowance for all political stuff so if someone went up there and said maga and they were wearing like a trump Pat, then they have to be like, well, we allowed this political thing. Is this something we have to allow now? So I kind of get it on that side. But also, Blizzard is very open about supporting gay rights and stuff, and that's a very political thing. No, they're being neoliberals. They're being progressive socially for things like gay rights. But when it comes to the money, they are hardcore capitalists. So there you have it, folks. Our picks for the worst gaming disasters of 2019. Yeah, we don't want any of these companies or games to fail. Truly, there are a lot of incredibly hardworking, talented people in the games industry, and we'd absolutely prefer it if everyone was making cool stuff. We were all happy to be playing it, but you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Mm. What are you gonna do? Better luck next year. Is. Oh, you start just like aggressively swearing <laughs> at the audience. Just scaring them at the better luck next year. <laughs> oh, no.